This is Corporate Treasurer's first Tales from Treasury podcast and the first podcast we've ever produced. I'm proud to be hosting today's conversation, but I'm prouder still that I have the privilege that our guest for the day is Iqbal Murr, the Divisional Head of Group Treasury and Shared Services of the Fauji Foundation, one of Pakistan's largest conglomerates and philanthropic organizations. Iqbal, I've introduced your present, but what we're really trying to achieve in this series is to understand the pasts of effective treasury leaders and how you have become who um, you have become and how some of your more memorable happenings or decisions or turning points of your career have shaped your psychology as a treasurer in the hope, of course, that our listeners will be able to contemplate their own experiences and how they have shaped their journeys in treasury. Iqbal, your, your career has been incredibly interesting. It's seen you work in drastically different sectors and especially different geographies, decisions which will have undoubtedly weighed heavily on you. But I'd like to go back to the start. And I understand that you were quite the scientist throughout your academic journey. What, what prevented you from turning that into a career and instead going into the finance function? Thank you very much uh, for having me on this cast. Uh, pleasure is all mine. And yes, uh, you rightly mentioned a few things about my academic career. In the very start, um, as I'm from Pakistan, as you rightly mentioned, um, we have an, um, a tradition or you can say ambition to start our careers or academics in uh, science or you know, mathematics sites. So I have joined the science as well. Uh, our parents want us to be doctors or engineers. So I was pretty much aligned towards the engineering field where I love to work with physics, chemistry, mathematics and stuff. Uh, but what I did early in my career is that I switched uh, or moved uh, my courses or education and moved towards economics and finance in early stage in high school. So uh, that was a move which I took um, on purpose. The reason behind that or the thought process behind that was uh, I had a good taste for economics. And once I had a introduction to economics, I came to know that this is a field uh, which, is, which has a real importance in all the economies in the world, in the real life. So even though sciences do have an, their own importance, but economics, um, is also a social science and it plays an important role. And that is why I decided to uh, move my academic career from pure sciences to social sciences. And then I studied economics, uh, statistics, business finance, and subjects like those. So uh, it, the bigger decision was that I scored very good marks in engineering. I could have, uh, uh, I could have taken a admission in a very good university um, in early stage uh, based on my uh, results. But um, I took a decision, uh, consulted with my parents, my mentor, and then finally decided to join the, uh, the social science part. At that time, it was a difficult one because it was in like late 90s. Uh, everybody tries to go into engineering and my this decision was a bit of a surprise for most of my uh, colleagues, my, my school fellows, and my family members. Um, but 
I would say that I took that decision on my own and then finally stick to it and it pays off. Mm. Well, did you, was the conversation with your, your family, especially there, a difficult one, given that they're, they're what their aspirations for you to, to move into um, uh, medicine or, or, or engineering or whatnot? Yes, uh, uh, I do have a quite a lengthy conversation with my father, a few of my uncles uh, who act, acted as a mentor uh, for me. And uh, I actually convinced them that, you know, going forward, what I can see is economics will be playing quite an important role in the society as compared to the sciences, natural sciences and stuff. Uh, uh, and yes, they do uh, have the concern that, you know, uh, you might not be able to uh, achieve the level of excellence the one which you can achieve because in my family we do have doctors engineers mm. my father is an engineer as well so uh, they they had suspicious their own suspicious based on based on the experience that the people in the social sciences were not able to do well in the in their uh, you know practical lives uh, but then yes um, i convinced them i told them the importance of uh, economics and finance uh, at that time of course i was not exactly known or uh, uh, familiar of treasury field mm. but economics was the basics at that time and uh, it i think the basic point which helps me to take a decision was that my inclination or my uh, my conviction that i can do good in economics and it really interests me because as a student i believe if you have a real interest in any field or in any subject you can excel in that subject. And uh, the evidence that after two years in my high school, I scored uh, a gold medal in, in the economics and, and uh, the field which I chose, uh, that is reflective of the fact that I chose the field of my interest and then I excel in that. Thank you very much. And, and you worked for a few years in Pakistan after completing your BA there and pursued a master's of applied finance and financial engineering in Melbourne, um, after which you joined AMTD Telecom. Um, you spent a number of years in Australia. But before we get onto the fact that you, you moved back to Pakistan in 2008, I'm just very interested to, to know with everything in front of you after having completed that master's, what, what was it about um, the, the treasury function that, that interested you and, and prompted your application to that, that company? Okay, uh, once I finished my graduation in Pakistan, uh, but like most of the students over here, I was pretty much inclined towards the banking center because mm. banking and economics have a very, uh, you know, correlation between them and then you can practice those things in the market. So I, uh, right after my graduation, I joined uh, a few banks over here. I worked in the corporate banking and investment banking. And while having that experience, I came to know that, you know, uh, banking and then there is the field of treasury. I, I, I get familiarized with the field of treasury while I was working at the bank. Um, and I worked with the teams in the bank, in the bank's treasury. So I came to know about the hardcore finance treasury thing. That ignites my quench uh, 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 thirst around the treasury field and hardcore finance. And that's why I applied in Melbourne Uni in Australia for the financial engineering course. Um, based on my experience and my academics, luckily I got the admission 
Uh, once I joined the Melbourne Uni over there, we studied uh, the hardcore treasury and financial management, uh, including derivatives and all those things, uh, financial product development and stuff like that. So over there, when I get to know the treasury in the real essence, at that time, by the year 2008, which you mentioned was the year of uh, financial crisis globally, um, I did some of my uh, projects in Australia uh, relating to treasury eminent transactions. Uh, but there was something which is missing. Um, and my decision to come back to Pakistan, I think, was there are two basic things. Uh, rather, I would say three. One, to practice all those treasury techniques which I have learned in the university, in the real essence. And when you practice those things in a difficult times and a difficult place, because Pakistani financial market is not that developed market as compared to Australia, of course. So having that thing, keeping myself challenged, and I always, you know, get the challenge on board that, okay, tough times, tough country, let's practice that. So that was the first thing which I decided uh, so that I, I can come back and, you know, practice those things uh, into Pakistan. Uh, luckily, when I came back, I got a job in one of the uh, biggest telco company in Pakistan, in Treasury, and I get to practice all those things which I've learned over there in Pakistan. And I have, uh, like, over here, uh, hedging transactions were not that common at that time, uh, cross-currency hedging transactions. So I did a cross-currency hedging transaction at that time, uh, approximately $6 million of value and uh, successfully finished that transaction. So the main idea was to, because you do not see that devaluation part or you know financial product part in the developer to the extent which you can use in the areas like developing world financial market. I can recall a discussion with one of my financial engineering teacher at that time who was risk heading in the EY. He was teaching us on a distinct basis. He asked us that, why uh, who which students want to go back and at that time uh, very few of them uh, said that we want to go back to our own country and mm. when they asked the reason everybody has their own reason some because of family some because of some other reasons and when i highlighted to him that because i think practicing such financial techniques in the developing world is an easy task Right. And practicing all these things in a, in a developing country like Pakistan or any other country like that will be a difficult one. And then whenever there are inefficiencies in the market, you can always apply or make uh, those practices or, you know, uh, bring efficiencies to those areas. So these are the main points or my brainstorming at that time, which brought me back into Pakistan. Uh, and of course, the plus point was that I was coming back to my hometown uh, with mm. my family. So that is the plus point as well. So you have to have your balance uh, uh, because in the long run, if you have a balance between your work and your family life, I think that uh, gives you uh, a strength to run uh, as long as possible. And coming back to Pakistan, practicing in a tough times, with living with my family helped me to yeah. overcome all those challenges. 
you, you intentionally geared yourself up to a, a for a challenge um for difficulty i, I suppose it, professionally at least the, the curriculum that you studied in in melbourne would have been presumably created within the context of a developed market um within the context of the developed world um what were the were there any issues with translating um that curriculum and the learnings that you got from that masters into um the day-to-day business uh, functions within pakistan yeah you're right uh, uh, mostly the, the curriculum is designed uh, based on you know some standards it's not uh, exactly fixed to each and every scenario uh, either it's developed or developing but yeah you're right it's pretty much inclined towards the developed markets and the techniques were there you have to customize all those things as per the problem in hand. So once uh, uh, I was here, uh, whenever there's a problem, either it's a financing or portfolio management or m and transaction um, or any financial product designing, uh, the problems which uh, I can recall were the main were the regulatory affairs because in developed markets, the, the regulations are quite developed. You can find different products. You can just go straight away. It's a, it's a standard SOP and you can follow it and you can have the product. And the products are available on the shelf, shelf as well in the banks. But in the developing market, what I've experienced was that first, if you have a product, you don't have the regulations. Like the regulatory body does not allow you to take that much risk. But if you convince them, so you have to go an extra mile and you need to talk to the regulator and tell them, okay, in the developed world, we have all these things available. They have done the, all the homework. You can have these products over here, but first of all, you have to convince them, develop the regulatory framework around it. So, uh, so you have to go an extra mile, help them up, tell them what are the things, they develop the, uh, the framework around it, and then you can use those products or you, those products introduced in the banks and being a corporate treasurer, we will be able to use those products. So what I did was I, being a treasurer, I influenced bankers, I influenced regulators, and I asked them to develop these things so that the whole financial economy could get benefit out of it. So these are the things which uh, gives me a little bit of edge as compared to any treasurer in the developed world that mm. I know how to start things from scratch. Right. Speaking of that, I mean, you, you, you're back in Pakistan working in the telecommunications industry, um, both a country and industry by well, by now, um, you know very well. But then you decide to, to move to Myanmar to set up the treasury function for Urdu, um, a local telecoms company. Um, so I'd be really interested to know how that opportunity presented itself and, and I suppose the process of decision making which led you to relocate again. Um, this time to, to Myanmar. Yeah, uh, that was the second time in my professional career. You know, there are some times in your career when you really have to think that, you know, what you want to do, either you have to go right or left. You always two sides, but sometimes you really have to think about it. So this time around, I have to move away from my family, of course, my parents and uh, my wife, uh, because Myanmar is the place, as you can imagine, that in 2000. 13 or so, they're just opening up. Yeah. Uh, there were Rohingya issues over there. There were, uh, uh, you know, dictatorship, uh, democracy was just coming over. People were moving over there, but it's not like that 
you know, everybody's willing to go over there as compared to Middle East. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are two or three parts to it. First, the opportunity, how the opportunity came to me. Um, uh, luckily, I was uh, I was involved in a few of the hedging transactions which were carried out in the Middle East region because our company was uh, based out of the Middle East as a telecom company where I worked. Uh, so few people knew me from that specific transaction, the hedging transaction, which I did. And uh, of course, they, they had an experience working with me. So one of those guys was actually in Redo at that time. And uh, he thought that maybe I'm the right person for the job in, in Myanmar to start things from the scratch. So he knew me over there, first of all. Uh, so uh, having said that, my experience and having an extra mile uh, helped me to get this extra, uh, another opportunity as well. Uh, second uh, question in front of me was that, should I move away from my family? Uh, what about life balance, you know, work and life balance and all that stuff. But then I knew that it will be a hard task over the period, uh, uh, maybe first two or three years, because I may not able to give time to my family, even though if they are with me over there. Uh, yeah. So I decided that if I'm going in, I should go all in. So it's sort of, a, again, a new challenge I took over and I went all in. Uh, so I requested my family, they accepted it. Said, okay, let's see, let's have an experience and see how it goes. And so family was supportive as well. And the third decision was going completely out of the way into a new world. Uh, which is Myanmar, of course, the language was uh, different, mm. of course, a problem, the cultural thing. Uh, in Pakistan, we have English and Urdu, uh, both frequently speaking. In Australia, it's an English-speaking country, but sure. Myanmar is not. So uh, everything was different. So I wanted to test myself again that, can I do it? Uh, we heard about diversity. We heard about, you know, coping uh, with different cultures. So I thought maybe it's a good time. So went to into a new country over there. I had to start uh, because even before getting the license, we were like 10 people in finance and we started from our hotel room uh, and, uh, uh, and we built the whole thing from there. And I think uh, by, when I left the company, there were 1100 employees in that company. Uh, so we started whole thing from the scratch and over there, the main challenges which we have faced were like, again, need to talk to the regulator because you cannot believe we cannot find a single treasury personnel over there because most of the treasury functions were handled in Singapore, like all mm. the currency and all those things were handled in Singapore. So in Myanmar, you could not find a single human resource for that. So I had to train the people over there. We took on board accounting and finance uh, graduates and we trained them accordingly. Uh, so I have to give them different lectures, talk to their central bank, talk to the banks. And there was a time I can recall that I gave or made presentations for the banks over there so that they can come back to the company and give this presentation to our higher management. Of course, uh, my CFO was uh, from Britain and he had the expectations uh, around it. So I was working. The point to highlight over here is that, again, in my career, I was working with the regulator. I was working with the yeah. banks, even giving them material how to give 
presentation, what we need, what sort of products are there in the market, what you can develop. The good thing is that they were very open to it. They were very receptive to it. So they developed those financial products, they developed the regulations around it, and then we use all those uh, uh, products, either it's a payment solution or collection solutions or treasury link, other solutions, investment portfolio management stuff. So we did all that over there uh, in, in two and a half, three years. And that was quite a dynamic experience. The biggest part was that at one time, under the same roof, we were like 42 nationalities uh, working wow. under one roof uh, as a product management team. So the thing which I was looking for at that time, the diversity and having an experience with the different cultures and different people from around the globe, I was enriched. I was, I was like very happy afterwards that I, I opted for that. And uh, the, uh, I think it's it's uh, grace of almighty that he gave me this chance. And I went over there and uh, become successful and finally came back, uh, having established a whole finance and period. Did, did it teach you that when you did come back after after that experience, did it teach you that there were, um, a num there must have been a number of areas of traditional tr treasury practice that you, you just you know, sort of on, on reassessment wasn't necessary and perhaps slowed down the, the, the function? How did, how did you incorporate that, that sort of mentality that you knew every single uh, stage of the, the, the process much better than you had done? And how did that um, improve your, uh, your ability to do your job when you got back? Yeah, of course, because uh, earlier I had been working on the developed uh, uh, processes, developed SOPs, manuals. And I think that's the way it is because first, as a, even as a PhD student, you have to read through all the uh, research papers and all those things, and then you write your own. So mm. I think the same process which I have uh, followed that in the university, we studied those things in Pakistan and the developing world, I practiced those developed processes. Uh, of course, a little bit of customization is there, but mainly developed. In Myanmar, what actually helped us or helped me as well that we developed or from the very scratch, we, we develop each process. Like for example, the request for payment is a very small document which is uh, prepared in the finance uh, for any payment. So that document development was the very first step in the SOPs which we which we designed or developed for the for the company. And from there, the whole process and whole manual and everything. So, and and while developing those things. Uh, and discussing or having a project team from 42 different countries, uh, I get to learn a lot of different things. And then we don't need to have the same thing which I've already studied or learned uh, to deploy that. Uh, based on the custom, there are two things come into play. First, customization as per the local uh, requirements. And second, that how you can make it more lean and mean. Uh, no, the processes has to be lead. So all the unnecessary steps, approvals, and all those things has to be eliminated. And then the same can be implemented accordingly. And then, of course, there are areas where you have the manual thing and an automated part. So first, we implemented the manual processes. And going forward, we also implemented the SAP over there and you know completely take out the manual thing. And whole process was automated 
During this process, we try to make the process as lean as possible, lean and efficient, of course. And uh, uh, the biggest part was that you learn a lot around, around this process. It's challenging. You, every day is a new learn. Every day is a new thing. Every day is a new learning, which helps me uh, to you know uh, to make things better now in every organization where I'm working. Mm. And especially, I suppose, when you when you came back from Myanmar. Um, you 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 had so far really um, worked in the treasury function, especially post your masters. Um, but your role at Jazz, a Pakistani um, telecoms yeah, firm, was, uh, was a financial uh, transformation. Yeah. Did did you have any insecurity in in leading that business transformation when you were given that 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 remit and um, because you weren't a necessarily a consultant by trade and if so what steps did you take to overcome them and i wonder if any of your previous experience had, had, had given you the ability to, to do that more calmly i suppose yes uh, uh, you rightly mentioned this thing because once i came back actually i came back for a merger transaction uh, when i came to know that there was a, trans- a merger going on between barrett which was my old telecom company with the, uh, with the Jazz, which is a V1, a V1 subsidiary, there's a merger going on and they want me back in the transaction because I was the main treasurer a few years back and I know inside out. So uh, I joined them over here, uh, led the, from Treasury side, led the transaction. And once the, uh, the transaction was finished, of course, we thought that, you know, this is it and uh, I have to go somewhere and uh, either look for some job or start my own business or something. But then uh, uh, I get to know a few people in jazz. I met them, having discussions. They came to know about my career. And the thing, uh, the CFO over here, once he came to know about my career and my experience in the in, in Myanmar, he, he understood that I have an experience of developing or building things from the scratch. I have developed, I worked with the yeah. company from the very start. And over here, they wanted to establish the uh, shared service in Pakistan for their developing markets, which is Algiers, Bangladesh, Pakistan, and one of their headquarters in Amsterdam. So they wanted to develop that shared service over here. And they need a person in finance who has seen things develop from scratch. So very rightly that my earlier experience in Myanmar, where I've seen things developing from the zero to the hundred, helped me to get this opportunity and they uh, put me as a project lead for the whole finance, procurement and finance uh, transformation. Yes, there was a bit of uh, uh, concern at my end that I haven't seen the whole finance operation as such. I'm more towards uh, the treasury and you know, financial areas. But then I think once you have experienced so many changes, so many challenges, so many new things in your career, you're never afraid of facing anything new again. So over here, I overcome my uh, my that fear, uh, where I thought that you know, no issues. I have done it before. I'll do it again. So I jumped into that thing. Yes, there was a whole procurement area which was new for me. There is finance operations area which was uh, new for me. But then again, it's it's all how you approach different problems, how you try to solve different things. Uh, I have been, with the grace of Allah, been successful uh, in uh, solving issues, problems earlier in my life, 
So it helped me a lot. It gave me a confidence to solve these issues, which uh, success, I have successfully done in, over the period of two years. It was a role like a consultant in which I had to create the whole shared service organization, decomposing current processes, compose the new ones, developing new manuals for them, dividing the teams, dividing the roles, and then place them in their areas. It was quite a job which I like. I, I, I like the most, and it gave me a perspective, uh, not only of treasury, but the whole mm. finance and procurement, which uh, helped me to enlarge my, uh, you know, my scope uh, or my experience. And that must have been tremendously useful, um, given your role at uh, Falgi now is. I would say a more comparatively strategic one to a lot of the the, the the treasurers elsewhere, given the business model of the as of the conglomerate and the and the, the foundation. Um, what you've touched on a, lo- a lot of these, but I, I think this will be the the second last question I ask. But what would you say are the most important lessons that you've picked up throughout your career to give you the, the confidence that you need um, when deciding the, the sort of capex levels for each operating companies and whatnot and and to to execute that that strategy yeah um uh, in my current seat um uh, now i have to deal with almost 20 22 companies mm-hmm. uh with different nature it's not one type of a co- company and while i was joining this role uh, again the question in front of me was that i had a telecom experience predominantly banking and telecom. So how I'm going to handle the cement sector, fertilizer sector, financial services right. sector. So because there are like eight sectors which our group is handling as of now. So every sector is as own dynamics and their own way of doing things, their own way of uh, handling the capex and financial matters and processes. So how I'm going to handle that? Uh, I think, again, uh, my whole experience uh, at my back helped me to, to develop a single uh, page, uh, uh, I would say, a, a single focal point where I can talk to all the CFOs in the companies and tell them uh, how the processes of treasury, of course, my area of expertise as a good treasurer is to advise and tell them about the treasury matters uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, treasury is not alone. They have their different areas, as you rightly mentioned, the KPEX, the financial operations, the procurement, all those things. My experience in Myanmar and earlier helped me to have the picture gathered together and tell them, you know, if you do this, then this will help you to improve your procurement or you this part or this part. So talking to 22 different CFOs and convincing them that this is best for you it's not an easy task. It's it's because they have their own right. uh, bubble. They have their own concerns, and addressing all those concerns, uh, one need to have the overall picture that what's good for everybody. So uh, uh, till now, Alhamdulillah, uh, I talked to them. I convinced them. We made a lot of changes. And earlier, I was only handling treasury. And uh, in the start of my introduction, you also mentioned about the shared services. So now I've been given an additional task over here on the shared services, which means that for all the companies, we have to develop a shared service. Slow and steady, we are moving towards there. 
and the shared services can only be developed uh, uh, you know if you have different companies you can have one person sitting there for the payment for all the companies for that matter you need to understand the process of all the companies and then design something new for that so it's it's a huge task uh, uh, change is the biggest thing that you need to manage but the basic thing is that how you approach a problem first of all once the challenge is there what i've seen in my experience that people wanted to remain in their comfort zone they don't want to leave the comfort zone they always stay what they have already done and they want to do what they have already done in their life always look for the new things over the period of 15 20 years you will get so many new things in your kitty that when you are going into the market it's not like that there won't be any there will be but most of them you have already covered uh, so it will help you to expand your role over the period so i think getting challenged going for new things looking into new things is the main point and then how to approach different problems how to yeah. solve those problems will help each and every treasurer or you know a future treasurer to solve the issue uh, and that will can only come to a treasurer once they have solved so many problems in their career that once they reach at the top it will it should not it, it, it's not like they have seen something new earlier it will be more that they have the confidence yeah to solve those problems because they have uh, they have found the solution for that so accepting the, the challenges approaching them and solving them will give you that confidence and the, and the mentality that you obviously um displayed from the beginning was one of almost enjoying the idea of um issues and problems and challenges in front of you um for your own personal development um would you would you do the some of the things that you've done for instance move to Myanmar and work setting up a finance function would you do them now would you do you have you sort of reflected on the life cycle of each of these um decisions that you've made and how they've matured you and where do you see it moving forward now what's the next i suppose the next psychological development that you're looking to to get from um your current current role yeah i think uh, uh having a target or having a vision uh for one personality is really really important it's not like that you just keep on running and you don't have a vision or you know a goal in front of you uh i think everybody knows that that's, that's pretty much there uh, uh, writing on the wall so uh, i do have the same thing but now where uh, at the current state of my career it's not like that you're going to repeat the whole thing mm-hmm. which i've already done it's it's more of a that where you want to be and now what are the new problems coming in front of you and how you going to chase them or face them for example i can give you a, a one a small example that uh the problems at the company level at the at the group level at different sector levels i have seen those now what i'm thinking of is that if you have because i have a love with economics you know that right from the start so yeah again now i'm thinking that what makes countries economics move how the countries uh, because the treasury and economics has a very close relationship uh, we deal with the macroeconomic factors and then again macroeconomic factors deal with the microeconomic uh, factors and uh, theories so keeping in view all that factors 
we understand that how the, the economics of the country move, what are the benefits can be done, what are the basis, different theories which have been applied uh, earlier and how the new things can be done. We know that there are capitalism is there, Marshallism is there, Rob, uh, Robin's theories were there, but what we can improve in those theories, keeping in view the new uh, uh, economic conditions coming up, uh, we cannot live with the theories which are there from last 40, 50 years. Uh, there has to be some changes because the problems are changing, because the dynamics are changing with the economies. So those things need to be looked at. And, yeah. and again, it's a complete new area. It's it's complete new ball games. The scope of work is huge. But again, this is a challenge. A person needs to see these things in a way that, right. uh, you know, we can add value this, to this society and maybe one day we we can solve some maybe a one problem which can help the whole nation to uh, or uh, a sector of the nation to develop or maybe work yeah absolutely so i suppose everything is about how you've you've viewed and assessed um challenges in, in, in a positive way and, and overcome them but but it's the viewing them in the positive way that enables you to overcome them i suppose and what opportunities can come out of problems um but but iqbal unfortunately we are out of time um and th th that that will have to conclude the first of our um tales from treasury series uh, podcast series but i'd like to thank you very much indeed for joining us i thought that was a fascinating uh, discussion and um yes thank you so much indeed